0: Welcome back to Endure, the athlete story. On today's show, we have Eric DeGolli. Eric is the founder of Body Rocket, a new product which measures live drag force in real time for cyclists and triathletes. So, the idea being you can see your aerodynamics, your CDA, in live time and how different things you do, different equipment choices affect that. Um, so, no doubt. It's going to be a game changer in the industry. Um, In this episode, Eric takes us through his idea of how he came up with it and his way of doing it, being different to others, and the athletes that he has on board in partnership with this product being launched next year. So um, really exciting, exciting times for the Body Rocket team. And it was great to chat to Eric and get the insight of... Um, behind the scenes and the ideas and their vision for the future so they're currently crowdfunding at the moment um, there's a link in the description below if that sounds like something you're interested in um, or getting to know more about it you can find the information below um, but yeah i hope you enjoy this episode and let us know what you think of it share it on with anyone who you think would be interested any of those friends that could be doing with some free speed and better aerodynamics. Then this is a podcast for them. This episode is brought to you by egx Two Coaching. I'm a triathlon and endurance coach. Um, I also provide lactate testing for anyone based in the northwest of Ireland. So, if you're interested in getting a chat about your training, um, if you have an event coming up, or if you're looking for some lactate testing, um, then please get in touch. I'd love to get a chat in. love to see how I can help you out towards your goals. So don't hesitate to, to drop me an email on ejx2coaching at hotmail.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at ejx2coaching. But without further ado, enjoy the episode. Cheers. Eric DeGolay, welcome to Endure the Athlete Story. How's things? Thank you.
1: Ah, doing good. Thank you.
0: Thanks for coming on the show and giving us your time. So um, first off, Eric, if you could just explain, explain to us, you have a new product, um, hopefully coming to the market soon in the cycling and triathlon world. If you could just explain to us what that is and what that means for yeah, for the yeah sure.
1: Um, so we, uh, Body Rocket is, is bringing uh, the first uh, direct force drag measurement uh, device to, to market. So I guess a little bit of, of background on, on that and maybe myself to, to start with. So I, I, my history is in the, the bike power meter uh, industry. I worked at PowerTap in the very early days um, before uh, coming over to the, the UK and kind of moving off on, on a, a different uh, path and eventually um, uh, hit upon this idea and really wanted to get back into the, the cycling World, um, But I've been watching uh, to the, the space around aerometers since the, the late 2000s. And there were uh, these ideas around what was called virtual elevation um, uh, field testing for, for aerodynamics. And, and you know, I really like the, the idea and the value of it. But just looking at it, my background in, in power meters, I, I just came to the conclusion that if it wasn't being measured, it really was going gonna, gonna to struggle to become a, a consumer product. So. Uh, I sat down and, and decided to figure out a way that uh, we could directly measure drag force out in, in the real world and, and uh, make something that I really believe could be a, a consumer product. Um, so uh, I d- did that and I uh, tried to flog it around in the early 2000s uh, around London and, and didn't really get a whole lot of, of traction with it, but um, uh, filed the, the patents and, and kind of kept on working out on, on nights and weekends. Um, and then, of course, the industry kind of grew up around that aerodynamics was was huge all through the, the last decade and, and has influenced uh, wheels and, and frames and helmets and, and everything else. And then this idea of, uh, of these uh, testing devices kept on coming coming back up and there's been a handful of them that have come on the market and had some some promise. Um, and uh, they, they've kind of gone the way that I, I expected it to go in the sense that it's been, they've really struggled to to get much traction. And it's not that you can't make them work, it's just that you can't make them work easily and, and without a lot of technical knowledge. And so it's, it's just, uh, struggle to be a consumer product. So, so what we're doing differently is by directly measuring that drag force, um, we have a, a fully measured uh, equation, if you will. So um, instead of uh, the virtual elevation devices that have to estimate uh, rolling resistance and drivetrain losses and assume that your weight stays constant, um, we take all that out of the equation. And so we just have uh, your direct force uh, drag measure and your uh, airspeed and, and air density um, and that's the, the exact equation and, and the same metrics that you're measuring in, in a wind tunnel. Um, and so you can go out there and ride through six inches of mud and uh, still expect to get uh, a correct uh, drag force measurement because we're only looking at, at the drag force itself. So that's the, the concept what we've been building. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's certainly a, um, a much more complex product to get to market. In it. And we've had a team that's, that's grown and we've built over the last four years, but, uh, this year we've got that out uh, on the road and, and working with athletes and, um, yeah, it's, um, it's been quite exciting, uh, to, to get to that, that point and, and start seeing the value of, of what we're doing. And, um, we're, we're now at the point where we're building the team more to take that into a consumer product. So right now it's still a, a prototype. Um, and we are providing that sort of value with, with athletes, uh, which I think probably will talk about in a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's sort of another, Years journey to take that to a consumer product that we believe uh, really we can we can get out there and and sort of bring aerodynamics, which has been this sort of lofty uh, goal of the, that only the the elite professionals can, can really get to, to bring that out to um, uh, consumers everywhere. Um, so if you're considering a power meter, we'd hope you would be considering this as well because it's got it places, but potential to make you fast.
0: Cool, sounds really exciting, and especially that last bit you said, like if it can give someone more speed and quicker times and races and better race results and that's the no, game isn't it's it? a no-brainer but um okay. we'll get back to the product in a minute Eric. but if you just take us back to your your involvement in sport or why mm-hmm. why that have you got any sporting background in cycling itself
1: yeah yeah so i i definitely come from the cycling side of of the sport um and had raced at, at uh, sort of elite uh, national level for, uh, for quite a while in my early 20s before uh, before it finally dawned on me that I wasn't an endurance athlete, I was a, I was a sprinter. Um, and I made the switch over to track cycling sort of my late 20s um, and uh, was fortunate enough to be able to actually represent the US at the 2004 uh, Paralympic Games in, in Athens um, where I was a pilot with a blind athlete, Matt King, um in the sprint and and kilo events so um yeah still absolutely you know the epitome cool. of me in my, my racing career but i i grew up like a a lot of cyclists dreaming to go to go to the tour de france and just took a long time to realize that actually i was really good for about 10 or 20 seconds and and that, <laughs> and that i was done uh, but, good stuff uh, yeah but so what yeah yeah went you, from there and then took my engineering degree and kind of in my first jobs were in the cycling industry so
0: yeah so you have a yeah, background but. in high performance sports you could say like you've you've trained and competed at a high level and obviously that knowledge taking that, you yeah. combine with an engineering background. Um, is that where the idea for body rocket came from?
1: Yeah, for, for sure. It, it really all came together. Um, I mean, I have, I've got the passion for the sport. I'm a lifelong cyclist. I still ride to work most days, um, and, and raced for yeah, 20 odd, odd years. Um, and, uh, my, my degree was, was in engineering. Um, And immediately put that to to use in the cycling industry as as soon as I I got my degree and and went into industry. Um, And so that I've been yeah those things sort of put me in the right place to be able to do this. Um, I had that experience in in measurement with the power meters. Um, I, I very much understood the value of of aerodynamics, and I remember being at the Olympic training centers in 2004 and being really shocked that they had nothing like a, you know, Elite amateurs didn't really have access to aerodynamics then it was mm-hmm. very much just the sort of Tour de France leaders that were going into the wind tunnels in, in 2004. Um, yeah, and, and almost by, by chance, I did my master's degree in engineering design at, at Brunel University here in, in London. Um, and uh, um, almost by, probably not by chance because I had kind of had the background already but I did my master's thesis. On a novel uh, measurement device, and it was around torque measurement, so it kind of fit m- more into the the power meter world, but exposed me to a lot of the the fundamentals that I would need to to do this, uh, um, do body rocket. So yeah, um, I think it's, I had I had the right tools when I sat down to to solve that problem in in uh, the late two thousands. I had the right tools to to do it um, to, to come up with what we've done.
0: Mm-hmm. And was there can you remember an exact moment where you were like this is what I want to build or was it a slow development of the product?
1: <laughs> it was, it was slow. I mean, I, the first, the first prototype I did, I did the math and then I sat down and I was like, I think this is it. I can, I can directly measure things this way. So I built the, the first prototype with uh, probably, you know, 200 quid worth of parts off of, of eBay. I had like a roller bearing and a cheap, you know, S bar load cell and kind of hooked it all together and, and put it on a trainer and, in, in, you know, in, in my, my bedroom and, um, and, and sat on and kind of proved, convinced myself that the the concept worked, but mm-hmm. that opened my eyes to some of the other challenges that would be that would be involved in in this. Um, and so, I kind of dropped it for a while, um, and uh, ended up moving back to London. I was, I was working in North Wales at the, the time, um, moving back to London, and uh, just uh, it, it I didn't it wouldn't leave me alone. I kept thinking about it. Um, So I eventually uh, started researching uh, some of the the fundamentals of of the measurement device that I'd need to make um, because nothing existed that that fit my needs commercially. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, designed that um, and uh, um, kind of tried to flog it around and to start a company with it and and didn't really go anywhere. So I kind of parked it again um, and uh, met, met someone else who was quite interested. We picked it up as sort of a nights and weekends kind of hobby. I started winning some entrepreneurship awards and so it was you know it was sort of a 10-year before it became a serious thing it was sort of a 10-year journey of something that i'd work on for a while and then be like i'm kind of getting tired of this and this you mm-hmm. know taking up my weekends and stuff and then something would happen like a you know would win an award or something um and i'd, I'd be like oh, it's it's got value it's got legs um and i just keep keep going on it so yeah um yeah
0: so it is a then, it's a long journey a long process it's it wasn't just uh, here's an idea. And then you make the product. It has been a, you had to be a uh, play the patient game and, and stick with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess what kept me coming back to it is just, I, I, I get how valuable aerodynamics is to to cycling and try upon anything where you're, you're going quick and, and our, our, our technology would work across things like luge and, and skeleton and, you know, even sort of downhill skiing and stuff. So there's, there's just anywhere where you're going fast, um, particularly where your body is that the largest component of that. Wind tunnels and CFD are just kind of crappy solutions because they, they, they're sort of a point in time. So if you think about, if you take it back to the power analogy, You could measure power in the 1980s and in the early 1990s. You just had to go into an exercise lab and hop on a Monarch erg, and you could get a power reading. And if you were an Olympian, you were probably doing that. But it was a really, really small part of your training schedule. It was just sort of going in once a month and kind of seeing if you could benchmark some, some, some progress. And that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of what a wind tunnel is when you think about, uh, uh, you know, a body. A wind tunnel is great if you're designing cars, and you can go in there and you can spend a lot of time designing one and then make a thousand of them. Um, But that's not cyclists uh, you know mm-hmm. you put have the solution for, for the last couple of decades has been put every cyclist to the wind tunnel. um and 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 that you know that works for a, a small percentage of, of people who have the means to do it but it's even really inconvenient for them and the next day when you're out on the road you're not entirely sure if you're still in that same position because the advice will be so subtle like shrug your shoulders or bring your head back a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit and, and so it's it's just it's not the right solution. The right solution is the same thing as power, right? A monarch erg is not what helps cyclists train to power. A power meter on your bike is what helps cyclists train to power. Mm. And in the same sense, an aerodynamic drag measurement system on your bike and real-time data that you can average over your ride and, and get learnings from and see your progress over a period of time, is the right thing when you've got this this body that's fluid and it's changing shape as you're riding as you're fatiguing as you're you know in different conditions, whether it be a crosswind or, or going up and, and down hills. Um your body is here now because it's changing all the time and then we're treating it mm-hmm. like it's a car and you can test it once and be done.
0: Makes a lot of sense and yeah, it makes it even more exciting to to see the the product and how it does in its final stages. So tell us about the product and what can we expect. Like, do you expect every rider to have it on in the Tour de France or just in time trials or do they use it in training and, and yeah. how, does it, how does it look on the bike? How does it fit in the bike? Sorry, a lot of questions here. <laughs> <laughs> I might not get all those. You might have to come yeah, back yeah, and send yeah. those to me. But,
1: um, yeah, I think it's a progression. You know, with, with power meters, it was something that you trained with for a while. And then it was something that, uh, you know, the Tour de France riders were saying, I need this. I don't, I don't need the training. I need it in my racing as well. Um, and so, you know, we'll start with the, the, the real clear use cases, time trialists and, and, um, long distance triathlon where, where you know, it's not draft legal, are the two places where you need it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's super important for, for everyone as well. And so I think it's, a, it's a bit of a longer journey to be on every cyclist in the Peloton, um, and, and, you know, having that, that sort of measurement all the time, but yeah, I, I, see it, it going in the, that, that same direction. Um, and in the, the, the same sense of power was a really clunky thing to, to use in 2000 when you got a plot of your power versus time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took a while to sort of develop those metrics and training stress score and functional threshold power and the things that make power, you know, actionable and, and understandable for people without having to get a PhD in, in exercise physiology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I see those kind of things being really important um, in getting to the, to the level where everybody thinks about getting power on their bike in the same sense that if you're going to go out and buy a you know or a five grand bike you're probably also considering whether or not you're going to buy a power meter this point. Mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think that we can take that same journey and i think we definitely offer that same kind of, of, of value
0: yeah cool and in terms of its looks or its functionality on the bike is it easily put on can anybody just attach to their bike if you have simple bike mechanic skills or or how does that yeah. work? yeah
1: yeah so our our target there and we are still developing that product but our target mm-hmm. there is that um anybody who's comfortable say swapping out a stem on their bike would be comfortable putting our, our system on so mm-hmm. um enough skills that you know <laughs> you're yep. going to take out a somewhat critical part of your your, your bike and, and and swap it out with something but at the end of the day it's just time you know a few bolts. Um, so, it, uh, the, the system isolates the, the athlete from the bike at all the touch points. And so we're looking at the forces that are transferring between your bike and you. Um, and so you could, you can think of that as measuring how hard your bike is pushing you through the wind, which would be the equal and opposite of how hard the wind is pushing back on you. And that's your drag force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to do that and do that in a way that's compatible across a wide range of bikes, uh, we've got a sensor that fits between the seat post and the saddle and the sensor that replaces the risers on your aero bar. So mounts on the base bar and then the top side of it mounts on, on your aero bars um, and then uh, pedals uh, at the feet.
0: So. Cool. And with every cyclist that's weight is an issue. Is, is there any, have you, how do you really think about that and how much it would weigh extra or is it, is it minimal because yeah. you're replacing things yeah. or?
1: Um, so our, our target for our first product is a 500 gram uh, Weight on, on the bike, so it's it's not insignificant, but it's also um, you know w- within the, the context of time trial, you look at time trial bikes versus versus road bikes. Yeah. I think there's a reasonably good understanding now that that, that weight is is um, not the, the biggest concern, and if you can get uh, you know any sort of an aerodynamic uh, benefit off that, then the, the weight to gain is, is generally yeah. uh, worth it. So um, yes, yeah, so there will be some there, um, and there's certainly there's plenty of, of of scope for improvement there, but I think already at that point it'd be quite easy. To, to make a good case for it and, and say, um, yeah, you're gonna add 500 grams to your bike, but you're going to drop, you know, uh, uh, on average what 10, 20 watts of, uh, you know, of power required to, to drive that uh, on, on a flat road, um, you can make that case uh, yeah, for, yeah. for I'd say, any course.
0: Yeah, as long as that the advantages outweigh it, then it's, again, a no-brainer, so.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and when we talk to people at the the professional level, which is really where we're focusing on right now, we realize people who are paying to go into wind halls right now are our first customers and the people who who we need to engage with at this point. But when you talk to them, um, the biggest problem with getting a lot of athletes to adopt uh, aerodynamic benefits or benefits of a lot of different types is that they can't see the benefit very discreetly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so power is, is one where um, that's kind of changed, right? You can convince an athlete to train to power because it's, you can see the, the changes and the benefits. Um, and so when you tell an athlete um, that they need to do something to stay slightly more aerodynamic, and this is probably more true in cycling than it is in triathlon, um, but if, if they can't really perceive that, it, it's hard uh, to get professional athletes to, to, um, to adopt that and, and, and to believe that. But when you've got actionable data right in front of you saying, yeah, when you shrugged your shoulders that was, you know, that was worth a uh, percentage you know gain in, in your aerodynamics, um, then you can get those people to to buy into that a, a lot more. So yeah, there'll be there'll be proof there. And I think I think for a lot of people, that's what's gonna be really, really exciting about Body Rocket is right now you you know, you buy a, a skin suit or or an aero helmet and you're just totally reliant on the the marketing right. claims of, of people. Mm -hmm. um and so this is going to be you know a way that you can you can look at those things and actually understand it uh and understand if it's really helping you
0: Mm -hmm. yeah sounds good and can have you got any idea of what the price would be for for someone buying off the shelf
1: yeah so we're targeting two thousand pounds for introductory price Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, so certainly, you know, premium to power meters. Um, but then if you look back in the history of power meters, that's uh, an SRM uh, cost more than that when it started. So I think, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to walk that, that same journey. It's going Mm -hmm. to be, uh, you know, people who who really want this in the beginning. Um, and we'll begin to, to be able to walk that price down, um, as we uh, continue to refine the the product and and hit bigger volumes as
0: well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned like working with athletes and partnering with athletes and it's a coincidence that today we're in chatting to you, just seen before we jumped on this call that Gustav Fieden put up um, a post today that they'll be like partnering with Body Rocket and excited to use the product as well as Christian Blumenfeld had yeah. a post up yesterday. So two big names yeah. in the triathlon world. Um are you excited to work with those kind of world class athletes and get their approval and their their feedback of how it actually works?
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it's pretty incredible uh you know we've we we set out this year to to have a device that we could get out there and and show the value of, of the data so we were you know we were proven that that, that it worked in a wind tunnel and our, our objective for this year was to get that out on the road and be able to work with with athletes with the the goal of of getting uh, some some longer term contracts to to work with some of the top athletes um i mean to to well we to, to say that we expected to get a couple of world champions, uh you know, certainly wasn't the case. Uh, yeah, we're I yeah, we were over the moon as as a team um to be working with with Christian and and Gustav. You couldn't pick two better athletes to to work with. Um so yeah, it's been you know, it's been an interesting journey. I think, you know, Olaf reached out to us. He had an eye on on, on the technology we're developing and, and reached out to us. Uh, last year, some, some time we actually, you know, hold on, we're not quite ready. We'll, we'll give yeah. you a call when we're ready. So he was one of the first people we reached out to uh, then when we were ready to, to give demos. Um, but, you know, same thing, kind of across the um, uh, the world of, of professional cycling, we can we talk to this or any performance director They've they've used four or five competitive products. Some may still be trying to get some value out. Some may have kind of given up because they're frustrated, um, but they, they all see what we're doing and say, you know what, we see that you're doing something different, and, and we think that that it makes a lot more sense, and it's going to be a lot lot more viable. Um, so, yeah, really excited to be moving into that that next stage now, where we are. We've got that that deal, and we're going to be working with Christian and, and, and Gustav, um, you know, in in the goal of of making them even more competitive in defending their, their Ironman Championships, uh, the, you know, this this fall. Um, and the learning we're going to get along the way is is going to just be incredible. So it's it's sort of a win-win for everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome and uh, a really exciting product. And when can we expect to see it on the market? For
1: so, we're targeting a launch in spring of of next year.
0: Awesome, cool.
1: Yeah,
0: and yeah. So say it's a really exciting product. The whole concept, the whole idea, um, free speed. Um, that's that's exciting for the cycling and triathlon world. So I don't want to keep any more of your time, uh, Eric and appreciate you for coming on the call and wish you all the best. And over the next year, getting it, getting it organized and getting, getting the product out there.
1: Great. Thanks, yeah, it's been a pleasure to to meet you and and happy to talk. Come back anytime.
0: Cheers. Thanks. Eric. So show's over. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Eric. Um, can't wait personally to see how this product develops and how the Norwegian team with Christian Gustav and Olaf um adopt it and put it into practice and it'll be exciting to see what they can do with that and it's really exciting that this is a product that potentially anyone can have very shortly so um really exciting times ahead for real-time aerodynamics and cycling um if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review, please share it on, and again, you can find more information on Body Rockets crowdfunding campaign in the description below. Just click the link, and that'll give you everything you need to know. Cheers, see you next time.